0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to this new season, maybe, of the Sustainable Ish podcast. I told myself I'd have a month off over April, and here we are suddenly, and it's mid May, and I'm just starting back up again. Hopefully, it's not just me who finds that that's always the way. So, how are you doing? How are things? Have you had your vaccine yet? That seems to be the question we're all asking each other. I've had mine, had it on Saturday. So grateful to, to the NHS, to Team Vaccine. The number of volunteers that were at the vaccine centre I went to was just astounding. And they were all so amazing and so lovely and so reassuring. So absolutely, thank you, thank you, thank you. And can we please get Team Vaccine onto the climate crisis when this is all over? Because they seem to be absolutely nailing it. <laughs> so. I think probably like lots of us, I have been spending quite a lot of time on Zoom recently for uh, the Naked Mums Eco Club for our regular calls. I've also been doing a six-week Sustainable-ish for Absolute Beginners course. And I've been really enjoying dropping into some corporates and some organisations with some lunch and learn type talks. And during one Zoom talk with a brilliant lady called Sandra Siddow, who runs a project called Climate Pitch? Sandra talked to me about the four different types of power we have as individuals, and this just so brilliantly articulated what is buzzing around my head a lot of the time. And I asked her if she would mind me sharing it. Thankfully, she said yes. And those of you who are signed up to my regular-ish email may have seen this. Uh, I posted uh, an email out last week about this, but. I just thought it would be a really lovely way to kick off a new season of the podcast. A nice short, sharp episode from me, not just because I haven't got a guest lined up yet. (laughs) Surely not at all just because of that. But I thought it would be a really nice way. We don't often talk or I don't often talk or don't talk enough. I don't think about the power that we have as individuals. And we are so much more powerful than we know than we think we are, than we give ourselves credit for. It's so very, very easy, isn't it, when you think about the climate crisis, to feel the opposite of powerful, to feel powerless, to feel like there's nothing that we can do as individuals, as families, as households, like we're just one tiny, tiny cog in this great big thing, we're one pebble on the beach, we're one drop in the ocean, and to feel like we need to wait for governments and for businesses' policies to get on board before anything changes. But do you know what? We absolutely don't need to wait. We are so powerful. In fact, we can be the ones driving those policy changes from government, from businesses and influencing our friends and family as well. So I'm going to run through these four different layers or spheres maybe of power that we have and I'd love to know what you think. So the first level of power, the first sphere of influence we have is our power as consumers. Now, lots of people, quite understandably, dislike being labelled as consumers. And I'm not saying that that is all we are, that that's our sole role or our purpose by any means. But we do live in a very consumerist society. And one of the things that we all do as part of our daily lives is to buy and to consume. So whether that's clothes or food or tech or books or whatever it might be. And this is where a lot of our power can lie. Now, I have no idea how accurate this is, but a quick Ecosia search came up with a stat that we can make up to 35,000 decisions every day it's no wonder I am just pulling on, well, that's my excuse for just pulling on the same jeans and jumper every single day. It's one less decision to make, isn't it? And in the words of Anna Lape, when we make these choices, when we decide what we're going to buy, every time you spend money, you're casting a vote for the kind of world you want. Our choices matter. They really, really do. If we buy less fast fashion, if we buy more organic food, if we repair instead of buying new, or maybe refuse to upgrade each time Apple tells us to, retailers will have to start to respond. Now, that's not to say that we are expected to make the perfect decision every single time. I don't think there is a perfect decision the vast majority of the time. And I'm certainly not standing here and holding my hands up and saying that's something I managed to do. I don't think anyone can do that. But it's more about recognising the power that our buying choices can have. Even those really dull, mundane ones about what loo cleaner to choose, what we're going to make for tea again, and making better decisions more of the time. I guess being more aware of the impact that our decisions are having. So the second layer or sphere of power that we have is our power as citizens. Now, I'm recording this, like I said, mid-May. Last week, we had uh, local elections here in the UK. And we obviously have a citizen voice, don't we? So we have the the, uh, ability, we live in a, a democratic country, to use our citizen voice, to ask for better, to demand change. So we can vote. We should all be out there voting. You know, that whole, uh, the memes that get shared every single time there's an election, people died for us to have the vote, the, the right to vote. There are people around the world that don't have the right to vote. Let's use that power. Let's uh, vote in local elections. Let's vote in national elections. Let's vote in, you know, our, our little town council elections. Our vote really does count. It often can feel like it doesn't in the first-past-the-post system we have here in the UK. But I promise you, it really does. So let's use it we can also be that person who writes to our MP or to our local council asking them what actions they're taking around the climate crisis. There was a study in 2017 that asked MPs why they weren't taking more action on climate change and most MPs said that it was because they weren't hearing that it was an issue from their constituents. Now I'm sure that that has probably hopefully changed quite a lot with Greta and the school strikes and all those kinds of things. But let's add our voice to that. Let's ask the people in positions of power and responsibility how they are planning to prioritise the climate crisis. And we can also use our voice when it comes to brands and retailers. We can tweet them. We can send them a Facebook message. We can let them know if there's something that we're not happy with about what they're doing. And indeed, we can also use that power to congratulate the brands and the retailers that are doing a really good job as well. So we have the power of our choices. We also have the power of our voices. Now, our third layer, our third sphere, our third sphere of influence is the power that we have as influencers. When we hear that word, we probably all of us think about beautiful people swanning around on Instagram sharing lots of hashtag ads and hashtag sponsored posts. But we are all influencers, regardless or not of whether we feel like it. Our own behaviour affects the people around us. So I was going to say just by showing up. There's no just about it. By showing up, by being the change, it gets seen by other people. And we never know the ripples that we create when we change one thing when we have one conversation, when we share one social media post. Sometimes I think that we, and definitely I, have a tendency to back away from some of these conversations about what we're doing and the journey that we're on, for fear of coming across as though we're judging people, or maybe even a fear of being judged as, I don't know, some kind of Boris Krusty weirdo or something. (laughs) So show, don't tell step into your own influencer status, share your journey and your story. And you can do that in such a nice, gentle, non-judgmental, non-green, bashy stick way. You can and do inspire change in others, I promise you. And then we come on to the last one, the power that we have as change agents. That sounds amazing, doesn't it? A change agent. I love that label. Doesn't it sound amazing? It sounds like we should all have capes and some kind of secret handshake. (laughs) But the idea is that we all have the potential to effect change in the organisations that we're involved with. So whether that's our workplaces, the schools our kids are at, any sports groups we're involved in, all those kinds of things. So we can be the person who's asking questions very gently, very non-aggressively about pensions or about recycling. Or maybe we step up and we're the ones who suggest there should be a green group and helps to galvanise other colleagues to get involved. Or maybe we simply suggest trying a fair trade brand of coffee. There's a huge amount of potential around us all to be the change. So the example that I like to give is let's just say you've listened to a podcast. It's a pretty awesome podcast and one of the things that they've suggested we can all do is move our energy supplier to renewable energy tariff. Have you done it yet? If you haven't, this is your nudge. And I think genuinely this is one of the most impactful things we can do as individuals. So you decide that you're going to bite the bullet and you do it. You make that consumer choice. You vote with your wallet. You take your money away from the fossil fuel guzzling planet burning company and you give it to the lovely renewable company where there are baby animals gambling through the wild meadows hand in hand, paw in paw, hoof in hoof, whatever it might be. So that's your consumer power. Then you amplify that by stepping into your citizen power, writing to the company that you've left telling them why. You don't have to call them greedy, planet-burning, petrol-guzzling... <laughs> people, you can be a bit more um, circumspect than that, but you let them know why you've left. And if you're feeling uber keen, you could also write to your MP asking where, why there are still subsidies for fossil fuels. So that's your power as a citizen. Then you can share your joy, your excitement, your smugness at your new planet-saving superhero status with your friends and your family by sharing a post on social media, with or without the discount code that you've been given to share. And then, as if that's not enough, you can skip into work the next day and ask where your work gets their energy from and if they would consider switching to a renewable tariff. And once you've done all that, you sit down with a nice cup of tea and a biscuit whilst you polish your secret change agent badge. So what do you reckon? Do you love this as much as me? Are you flexing your change maker muscles as you read this and eyeing up the superhero capes in the dressing up box? I really hope you are. Let me know what you think. You can drop me an email on jen at sustainableish.co.uk or you can come and find me on any and all, I think, social media platforms. I'm at sustainableish. Do let me know. Do share the podcast with friends and family. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. And it's another tick you can put in your influencer status as well. So have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I will catch you again next time. Take care. You've been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale.